Hello, and welcome to Mindful You at Naropa, a podcast presented by Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado. I'm your host, David Devine, and it's a pleasure to welcome you. Joining the best of Eastern and Western educational traditions, Naropa is the birthplace of the modern mindfulness movement. Hello. Today, I'd like to welcome Ian Sanderson to our podcast. He's an adjunct faculty member teaching in an environmental studies program. He's also a member of the Mohawk Nation Turtle Clan, and he teaches a martial art here in Boulder at the Boulder Quest Center. So thanks for speaking with us today. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, David. And would you like to introduce yourself further? Anything you'd like to say? Um, sure. Uh, hello, everyone. Ian Jungetz. My name's Ian Sanderson. I'm Mohawk, Turtle Clan. Yes. I teach survival skills at Naropa, as well as what you mentioned, David. I teach the martial art of Toshindo Ninjutsu mm-hmm. in North Boulder. I'm a co-owner of the Boulder Quest Center. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I've been involved in outdoor and experiential education. That's really my my predominant professional background yeah. for oh, 20 years or so now. And um, that work has really informed the basis of some of my other hats that I wear in the world. I do a lot of contract facilitation, you know, work for various organizations over the years. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of a, a sword for hire as well. Nice. As <laughs> teaching at Naropa as well as owning a business. So, yeah. Yeah, life's good. You got a full deck right I there. I do, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to talk about survival skills. It's mm-hmm. kind of interesting because we're having a conversation about survival skills, mm-hmm. and, and I'd almost see a class that you would teach would be in the field. So, As much as we can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you can energetically bring us to the field and talk about mm-hmm. what you teach. Mm-hmm. I inherited the, the class from Richard Dart, who started the class over 20 years ago now. He, he taught it for about 16 years. Yeah. It was handed over to me, and I was pretty excited and nervous about taking that on. Richard's a phenomenal wellspring of knowledge. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, oh, how am I going to fill his shoes? And um, But we were able to overlap that first semester. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of did this official handoff to me, which I felt really you know, honored nice. by. But because I'm not Richard, I, I'm me. I you yeah. know, have my own approach. And the combination of indigenous paradigm, mm. this martial art of the idea of ninja, which we have a lot of associations pop up pop culturally, yeah. in our head when we hear that word. Yeah. The truth is that it's still around. There really is <laughs> an yeah. art of ninjutsu. And nin means perseverance. Mm-hmm. Ja is a person. So ninja literally means persevering person, someone who yeah. faces life and is able to win, not just for themselves, but for everybody, um, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You, know? you, you keep going. As an indigenous person, we've had to learn how to keep going in the face of enormous adversity. The spiritual lineage of ninjutsu is is Buddhism, and so there's a whole lot in there of how to keep going. And I think in the the background of all of that, martial arts, outdoor education, Buddhist mind science, indigenous thought, a fundamental aspect of how to be in the world is, is predicated on elevated awareness. And that's really where I start 
in this survival skills class. Yeah. We could spend all semester learning all sorts of techniques, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, tips yeah. and tricks and yeah. things like that. But we don't have enough time. There's no time in one semester to learn those things. And if we did, we're kind of jumping the gun on some really, really important pieces. Yeah. Right? Namely, that most of these survival situations, most elevated situations, most dangerous situations, a great majority of them could have been avoided. Mm. Right? They didn't have to happen. Yeah. Right? And so... I kind of break down the semester in thirds, where the first stage is really about how do we elevate our awareness moving yeah. around in the world mm-hmm. before we even talk about a survival situation. Yeah. Because that survival situation, on average these days, should you actually find yourself in one, which realistically is actually pretty rare, mm-hmm. right? Like a wilderness survival situation, pretty rare. Yeah. And even if you do, the average length of that is about three days. And so that little window is important, but it's certainly not the whole, right? Those three days is really like, don't die, (laughs) right? How to not die, Yeah. right? So before we get to that point, we want to look at, well, how do I just mitigate, right? Any of those things happening in the first place. Mm -hmm. So we start with really, how do we carry ourselves physically? around in our environment. We live in this very head down and forward, shoulders slumped, Yeah. quick walk, don't connect, don't look at anybody, have this little bubble, stare at the sidewalk, yeah. stare at your phone, stare at your tablet, very yeah. disconnected and yet rushing mm-hmm. around. Falling into the patterns that you've currently had. And Absolutely. Every Absol- day's mildly the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's fairly predictable, yeah. right? You hit the nail on the head patterns we spend some time on pattern recognition yeah right both the inner pattern recognition and an outer yeah Yeah, observation of reality Mm -hmm. pattern recognition (laughs) and so the first thing we do is we start looking at what are our tendencies in terms of our physical self moving around in the world Mm -hmm. and can we get our body back in fidelity with the way it's designed yeah because the way we're moving by and large that's not how we're designed Yes. You know, it's just not. Yes. Right? But we've learned, like you said, all these habits and patterns mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. So we start with movement. We start with movement. How do we clean that up a bit? Never mind all the health benefits, but that just elevates our awareness right away, just in terms of the brass tacks reality that's going on around us. Yeah. Right? And then from there, vision. You know, we're also, in this modern age, have such a hyper focus tendency on things right everything's like right in front of our face we've got all the screens we've got all these things that's very direct Mm -hmm. and there's a lot more going on around us Mm -hmm. than just the thing that's one foot in front of our face yeah right and so then we add in how to skillfully learn how to use our vision to take in our environment more and really really notice yeah right So even just those two things, over the years, I've had students come back with all these stories of things not happening in a good way Mm. because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The cyclist that they didn't hit, you know, the person that they were able to save from walking in the street, you know, getting hit by a car because that person was staring at their phone head down, you know, Mm -hmm. not paying attention. Totally. And so it's a simple idea, but it's not 
easy, actually. Yeah. And I tell my students, never confuse those two concepts. Mm -hmm. And simple is not synonymous with easy. We've patterns, yeah, like you said, habits, yeah. right? They're entrenched, and so it takes a minute, you know, to just mm -hmm. even carry our bodies a little differently, mm -hmm. to use our eyes a little differently. Yes. And then from there, we start looking into the inner self levels of awareness. Mm -hmm. um, how are you perceiving things? Dr. Stanley's podcast. Yeah. was fantastic. It's those ideas I also bring in, right? Is how do we get confused as human beings as to what is actually going on? Yeah, he was talking about sense perception and how color and reflection of the eye and how we perceive it and who is the perceiver. Very interesting. So, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we, we see something happening. We're having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And vision is our primary mode of which, you know, yeah. getting information. <laughs> but like you said, you know, 98% of it, it's, it's not even accurate, right? It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's and, a reflection of reality. Yeah, and it's by and large made up. Yeah. Right? So we have all these things that we put onto it, but it's, we're just making it up. Mm -hmm. And so then we spend a lot of time checking out that, that story, inner story generator and give students tools to compare that to the reality of what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. And the basic premise is I feel that in this day and age, especially with, I think we can all agree, the world's different. You know, there's, yeah. there's some, there's some really, really chaotic stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Really. Undesirable yeah, events yeah. taking place. Insane stuff. Avoidable. Insane stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of have this sense of everyday survival, I think, even if we're not aware of it, mm -hmm. right? We've really generated this culture of significant consequence that really isn't there that often yeah you know we have a relationship and it's the end of the world we didn't get the job interview very well it's the end of the world and yeah i didn't get that a plus on my paper and it's the end of the world we have this like survival response yeah to some pretty just everyday human mm -hmm. things yeah but i think our stress responses you know there's all sorts of research recently on basically like new pathologies for young people in this day and age what they're suffering from as a yeah. result of you know modern society yeah. And what's generating all that? Mm -hmm. Right. So never mind a life or death wilderness survival situation. Right? How do we have the tools just to, you know? Yeah. Keep our mm, together. Daily <laughs> Daily. survival. Daily. I and mean, that's yeah. where the practice is, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we look at a survival situation, the common denominator is humans, right? And it's fundamentally an exaggerated or a bigger, yeah, example. Mm -hmm. of what a human being will or will not do anyways yeah right it's just writ large right so if if we have all these story generators going on in our lives just day to day mm -hmm. getting in a survival situation oh, we're all gonna die we're all gonna die, right that kind of thinking yeah. uh being stuck in the past being uh, mm -hmm. in denial right those things can really get in the way so if we take some tools and then have students apply them just to the everyday stuff, the relationships and, you know, work and school, yeah. then they're getting not only practice for a more significant event, but they're, they're navigating their day-to-day -day world more effectively and efficiently and with less attachment and less suffering. Yeah, it's interesting to think how stopping, becoming aware, practicing awareness 
looking around, seeing what is around you and how things can benefit you is is part of the survival mechanism. Absolutely. Whether you are in the wilderness or you're surviving the stress that you are daily presented with. Absolutely. Um, when you think of survival skills, you almost think like, oh, I got to act quickly. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's the slowing down that allows you to act quickly to, to see what is needed in the moment. No, that's absolutely, absolutely yeah. right. And that's one of the, the commonly accepted practices in survival skills teaching is, okay, this happened. Mm-hmm. Stop. And it's actually an acronym. <laughs> you know, yeah. Stop, think, observe, plan. Interesting. Yeah. Right? Like, no, stop. <laughs> Just stop. And yeah. so part of our class involves them finding a, a sit spot that they go to X amount of time in a week mm-hmm. f- for precisely that purpose, for stopping. Yeah. Just stop, get connected, get present, mm. see what's there externally, see what's there internally. Really stop and look Yeah. You know, and think and contemplate. Set aside that time. Yeah. Very difficult to do without that kind of structure in our lives, right? Because mm-hmm. I think, that, again, the society is just go, 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 go. We're, yeah. we're not good. We're not good at slowing Look at this. down. React to this. Here we go. Oh, I'm late for that. I got to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everything's on the move. And then any little gaps are filled with all sorts of stimulation and yeah. uh, fear and, you know, <laughs> stories. And it's just, it just, does, it just keeps going. Stresses add up. It's almost exponential how stress. Mm-hmm adds to your life yeah you know and so when you do have an acronym stop or the actual word stop and contemplate of what's going on you can prioritize what is meaningful to you and how you can reduce stress yeah oh yeah absolutely Uh right i mean you know we just have this background noise going on uh, this this meaning making machine right (laughs) that's just 24 7 it's on it's just on a 24 7 broadcast yeah yeah yeah. and we all 7.2 billion of us we all have it (laughs) it's a lot yeah it's a lot (laughs) and it's just human there's nothing wrong or bad Mm -hmm. it's just what we do yeah the problem is it gets in our way because it's not accurate Mm -hmm. right it's not accurate representation of reality totally right so if we can just learn to hit the pause button on that constant feed then something else can be available and so that's that inner awareness that we try to get students to get in touch with. Can they notice that constant broadcasting that's, that's almost yeah. silence at this point, right? Because it's so tacit to our perception and how we do things as human beings that even though it's very, mm. it's constant, it's almost silent because it's just, it's just part of us. Yeah. But if we can interrupt that, we can hit the pause button and, you know, recognize that that's what we're doing, then there's room for a little bit of more elevated discernment Yeah. around what's going on for us, what's going on for other people, mm-hmm. right? especially other people. I mean, this is also how we can get to empathy for yeah. other people, mm-hmm. right? If we're having a conversation and I'm able to stop making that conversation about me, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm able to stop filtering all that stuff about, you know, that... I'm getting from someone and how do Uh I feel about it and how do I want to respond to it? If I can Mm. just pause all that. Yeah. Right. Then I can be over there with the, the other person. Yes. Right. Entirely. Yes. Survival situation. If I can just stop, right. All that inner stuff and get into, okay, this happened. Mm -hmm. This is the reality now. Yeah. Okay. What's next? 
Wow. Okay. So one thing that's coming up for me, I'm thinking about is when you are, say, let's say in a wilderness survival mm-hmm. situation, there's things that you're presented with that you almost never had to think about water, mm-hmm. shelter, mm-hmm. Absolutely. food. And then when you have a moment of stopping and realizing the seriousness of the situation, you're like, what are the priorities in which I need to go in? And mm-hmm. usually it's probably like water and food and shelter. There's these things that you need to take care of that when you're in a, a city where you're paying rent to a house that has plumbing and has a refrigerator, things you've never had to think about. Absolutely. You know, and all of a sudden these are in front. In your Things face. you need to take care of and teaching the skills of being mindful and being aware and being able to negotiate what's important in the moment is, is really crucial. It's absolutely critical. Yeah. Yeah. It's the difference in many situations of dying and not dying. Yeah. But you're exactly right. We, the, the survival priorities, shelter, water, fire, food, Mm -hmm. we just take for granted, right? We live in this first world, (laughs) right? Very convenient, very privileged Mm -hmm. in all sorts of ways. Yeah. Even the less privileged are also privileged, if that makes any sense. We talk about privilege a lot. Yeah. Right. But we also have to understand the bigger context, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. For the most part, we're not concerned about shelter and water and yeah, fire and food yeah. on a fundamental not dying level. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly yeah. it is all of a sudden you're in this situation where the most basic necessities you got to figure out and pretty quickly. So that's what we get into later on during the semester is, okay, despite elevated awareness, despite preparation, mm-hmm. something happened. Yeah. Why? Because that's life. That something happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Things happen. Yeah, things happen. <laughs> right? So despite best efforts, uh-huh. here you are. Yeah. Right? And then we get into more like the brass tacks, kind of like, okay, here's what you need to do. But even that, again, in one semester, there's no way we can teach the techniques for all the hundreds of different kinds of shelters and all the hundreds of different kinds of ecologies yeah. around the world. It's just not yeah. realistic. Yeah, right. location is a big thing, too, because where are you located? Yeah. How you make a shelter in one area is going to be different than how you make a shelter it, in yeah, another. Yeah, it's absolutely dependent on where you are. Where you are is where you are. Yes. Right? <laughs> and that could be real different. Yeah. Right? Are you in the desert? Are you in the montane stuff? Are you ocean? Are you, you know? So the approach for a kind of 101 survival skills that I come from is just like this martial art that I teach. It's principle-based. Mm-hmm. Right. What are the principles behind all of the techniques? Yeah. Because if we can really get the principles, mm-hmm. then we can let our intuition and our innovation as human beings take us from there Yeah. in a, in a survival situation. Yeah, and it seems like the principles will relate to any landscape that you might need to use a survival skill, whether it be urban, whether mm-hmm. it be mm-hmm. isolated. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, on a fundamental level, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can get those principles, then those principles can inform the specific resources that you do or do not have. Yeah. Right? By and large, if you look at the the course of survival situations um, that you hear about in, like, books and, you know, movies and things like Mm -hmm. that, the majority of those people, they never took any survival skills classes. Yeah. They didn't. They found themselves in a situation, and a few things they made happen. Number one and this is one thing that we just can't teach, is will, the will to survive. It so often does come down to the decision over and over of a person saying, 
I am going to make it out of this. Yeah. It's already decided. Yeah. It's already reality. Mm-hmm. There is no room for not, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, not this not working. Yeah. Right. I will see my wife again. I will see my husband again. I will see my children again. That's it. Yeah. And when that's been present, that's um, what allows people to amputate limbs on their own in the middle of the, you know, the crazy stuff that you hear that, yeah. does, that does happen. Yeah. You know, there's a movie about the climber with the arm. But there's been uh-huh. other examples. There's been other examples of people yeah. doing whatever it takes. Um, and even in less extreme situations, once people make to and adhere to that commitment and decision to live, innovation takes place mm-hmm. from there. Yeah. Outside of any courses that they've learned or not learned. Yeah. And so it really, you know, comes down to that. Now we can't really, this is where any kind of training, any kind of class in any context has to fall a little short, right? Even Mm. SWAT teams, right? They'll train for extreme situations, but it's still training. Martial arts, we're learning how to protect ourselves and other people, Mm -hmm. right? But it's still training. As, yeah. as vigorous as we might be able to make it, as adrenalized as we might be able to make it mm-hmm. safely, it's still training. And so mm. the um, the tricky part is we have to um, accept that we won't actually know ourselves yeah. in that context yeah. unless we're actually in that context. Right? So that's, that's the tricky part. <laughs> and is, we almost prepare ourselves so we don't get in those... Yeah, absolutely. In in the martial arts setting, it seems like you're training enough to be confident with your skills and with uh, situations that arise that you can walk away from it. Yeah, you can, or not um, even be there in the first place. That's the kind of awareness yeah. we're talking about. Is I yeah. paid, I've, I've developed that kind of spidey sense, mm-hmm. right? You're like, I don't like this. I'm gonna. This isn't right. Cruise that way. Yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. make a left instead of that right. Yep. Yeah, the uh, it's what they call the paradox of the martial arts. As we learn all of these very empowering ways, yeah, so that we never have to use them. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a tricky thing for some people too, is because they learn all of this amazing stuff and it gets cooler and cooler and cooler. And as you learn that, you are less likely to ever ever have to use all that because you know your own power, you know your own yeah. intuition and awareness, mm-hmm. and because you you have that confidence and power, you're less likely to to need it. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so you aren't there or your diplomacy is more elevated and you can, mm-hmm. you know, de-escalate situations and, you know, things like that. So yeah. that's the, a bit of the irony is what they call it, the paradox of the martial arts. Yeah. Is, it's unbeautiful about that though. Absolutely. Where you're, you're learning how to defend yourself. You're learning how to survive. You're learning to be more aware of situations and you're, and you're just so functioning at a high level that you almost don't allow those situations to manifest fully. Mm-hmm. You know, you can skillfully exit the room somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. So I wanted to ask you, when it comes to, because Naropa has a contemplative model of education, Mm -hmm. of becoming aware and diving deeper into the human psyche while learning an educational background, um, how does contemplative education and survival skills, how do those gel together? Like, uh, if you were just to teach survival skills at, just so like a random course compared to a contemplative model. Do you notice a difference in how people receive the information or how you teach mm-hmm. the information? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, both. One, the benefit of being able to teach this at a university is there's more time. One of the constant challenges for me is the um, the workshop. Yeah. Right? We have lots of workshops. Yeah. 
<laughs> weekend workshops. Yeah, weekend workshops. <laughs> now I'm not I'm not slamming those at all, but I think it's indicative of the time that we think is only available to explore something. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's back to yes, we, you know, people have all these jobs and families and commitments, and so we're and yeah, there's a desire for more knowledge, understanding, yeah, compassion, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to squeeze these things in. In these yeah. little, you know, kind of mm-hmm. intensives and things like that, and that's great. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Right? Better yeah. than nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than nothing. But it really will never be able to compare to consistent practice, mm. right? Yeah, repetition. Repetition it's is just where the we, plasticity of the yes. mind comes in. Oh, mastery fundamentally. Yeah. yeah. Comes down to repetition. Mm-hmm. You just have to, right? Yeah, the body practice. Like when you are doing martial arts, your body starts like like you, how you said in the beginning, how mm-hmm. you straighten the body. Mm-hmm. So how you move through the world, and then all of a sudden, you don't have to think about that anymore. Yeah. You're on to the next. You're like, how do I move energy, whether it be coming from an external source or I'm internally pushing energy mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's just that's just gonna take a while, right? Yeah. So that's what I appreciate about being able to teach these ideas at Naropa is, is at least we have like a semester where mm-hmm. we're seeing everyone we have a consistent practice that we can at least get going hopefully students yeah. walk away with their own desire to maintain some kind of consistent practice with yeah. those things and um, what it also allows me to do is really get to the humanness of what we're talking about mm-hmm. right because whatever it is that we're talking about it's it's we're the common denominator, yeah. right? Human beings are the common totally. denominator. And so this is really helpful to have this consistent, repetitive contact with folks. Yeah. Right? So that yeah. we can really dig to the humanness involved and then look at how that plays out, mm-hmm. how it could play out, how we want it to play out. Yeah. And practice those <laughs> things. Practice, yeah. practice, you know, getting rid of some of those things and attaching from some of those things, letting go. Yeah. And then you know, getting in touch with the reality of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so far, um, I really appreciate Naropa students because they're really willing to take on some of these more esoteric and trickier and mm-hmm. sometimes vulnerable, you know, kind of things. Looking yeah. at self is kind of scary sometimes, right? Yeah, totally. And so I really commend um, the school and the students for generating a culture where they're really willing to take that on and, and we can get pretty far in a semester because yeah. of that willingness. Awesome. So we only got like a minute yeah. or two left, but I, I'm... I just have this weird kind of question for you. So uh, at the end of the semester, normally what you would do in a class is take a test. Mm -hmm. Uh, At Naropa, we do warrior's exam. So we sit and we authentically come with information of a question that we pull from, you know, like a bull. We can go deeper into that. But I'm curious, what in a contemplative survival skills, Mm -hmm. what do you do for your final? You leave your students in the wilderness for like a day or two? or Um, (laughs) If we had two semesters, I would change my approach. But no, the the fundamental kind of final piece is an oral reflection of, okay, fundamentally, how are you a different human being since Mm -hmm. August 25th or whatever the first day is to right now? How are you different? Okay. Right? Because if they've been taking on this awareness work, they will be different. Yeah. They will be different human beings. And the um, over the course of semesters, what I've heard from so many students, it's amazing. I'm blown away. I'm blown yeah. away by the insights and transformations that they were able to achieve for themselves. Mm-hmm. 
through these different awareness practices, like really, really taking it on. Yeah. And um, stuff that I couldn't even anticipate. Um, just absolutely parad- <laughs> paradigm shifting for some of them. Yeah. And um, so it feels good to know I'm doing my job well when, yeah. <laughs> you know, that happens. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, this is like the least academic course we could kind of like <laughs> think about, right? Survival skills, yeah. women's survival. It's So we really got to focus on the the humanness and yeah. really did you contemplate did you engage did you really mm-hmm. take this stuff on and if you did you'll be different there's a lot of life skills that are coming out of that so oh, yeah, it's like absolutely. you come out a different person and that propel you further mm-hmm. in any endeavor that you choose to go into yes so. oh no absolutely um one of the uh the feedback i got on one of the recent evaluations one student said that they love this class because they use it every day. I'm like, oh, great, done my job. Yeah. Right. Using mm-hmm. it every day. Wait, wasn't this a wilderness survival skills? Yeah. And they're using it every day. Perfect. Mm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, I really appreciate you speaking with us today. Well, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. That was Ian Sanderson on our podcast. He's an adjunct faculty teaching in the environmental studies program. And we just like to appreciate you. So thank you very much. Thank you. On behalf of the Naropa community, thank you for listening to Mindful You, the official podcast of Naropa University. Check us out at www.naropa.edu or follow us on social media for more updates.